Thank you so much for tuning in to the Uncommon Sense on Relationships podcast. I am so excited to share from my heart. In this podcast, we'll discuss everything from the law of attraction, the five love languages and boundaries, to self-love and online dating. It means so much to me that you're here taking the time out of your day to listen, to be coachable, be encouraged, and be inspired. I show up weekly to share bite-sized relationship lessons that I have learned and am currently learning. No matter how long or short the episode, I recap with a two-minute takeaway for you to walk away with. If these episodes are meaningful to you, please let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with a friend. I also love when you send me topic ideas that you would love for me to include in future episodes. But whichever way you choose to participate, thank you. Ladies, I have been blessed enough to be interviewed by Jasmine L. Thomas on her podcast, The Mindset Queen, and that she is. She is such an inspiring and empowering woman. From the time we connected, I knew it was no accident and no coincidence. Her beliefs and values are in alignment with mine, as well as her work ethic and the value she brings to her audience daily. So before we begin sharing my interview by Jasmine, I wanted to let you know that I'll have her contact information listed in my show notes so you can follow her and gain amazing value from her coaching. Hello, Jasmine. Hello, hello. How are you, Christina? Great. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, I am so excited. I was just sharing with everyone how much I love what you're doing and how you're helping people to transform their relationships and everyone that I've talked to and shared that I was going to be interviewing you. They were so excited. I get a lot of relationship questions, but I'm like, look, like I'm not the expert. I can refer you to someone. (laughs) (laughs) You are quite the expert though. And I love your podcast as well. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to share with everyone, if you will, how you got into relationship coaching and what that process was for you. So basically, I have been a cosmetologist for 18 years now. And I just I love working with women. I love inspiring women. And I also love beauty. So I had a full clientele of um, about 200 clients. And the recurring um, theme was that I just love to talk with these women and I like to help them with their goals. I like to share perspectives and give them some insight and a different, um, different viewpoint. And so about 11 years into being a cosmetologist, I decided that more out there that I wanted to do. And as much as I enjoyed my time with them, I wanted it to go deeper than that. And they confirmed that um, I was helping them with a lot of different things in their life. So I spoke with one client in particular who had left her corporate job and went into coaching. And she inspired me and showed me that it's possible to do this full time. So At that point, I decided it is time to get certified and um, figure out what avenue to take from there. But everything in my being pointed to relationships. So that is where that's what got me to where I'm at right now. 
Wow. I think it's so beautiful. And I, I love the fact that you had a career in and still have a career in cosmetology because that's where a lot of women sit down and share everything, you know? <laughs> and it's so true. So true. Yes, yes. And it's so beautiful because whether people realize it or not, like cosmetologists are counselors, ministers, pastors, preachers, when they are working with their clients and you've been doing this forever already, you know? I sure have. And that really helped me become comfortable with my clients. And um, oddly enough, a lot of my clients um, that I have today are from behind the chair, you know, when I was working with these women and talking with them about their goals, I became their go-to person and they became my clientele for both hair as well as for coaching. So that was wonderful. Yes, absolutely. And I, I love your story, but I know everyone else doesn't know it yet on the Mindset Queen podcast, but like, what is your story, your background and kind of what led you to being this expert in relationships? I basically have had um, a pretty rough go of it when it comes to my dating life and um, my self-esteem, everything up until this point, um, up until about 12 years ago, really was challenging and, um, and just difficult, I guess you would say, but a lot of it was my mindset. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it was combined with a lot of challenges that came my way that strengthened me and showed me what was possible. And I want to begin to um, begin by saying to all of you that don't have a relationship um, that is wonderful and positive, it can happen for you. Mm -hmm. Because if anybody can come from where I came from, and have a wonderful, loving husband and children and the life they want, it is possible. I'm walking proof of that. So I had a lot of odds against me. Um, I was extremely socially awkward. I was homeschooled until high school. So every new interaction that I had made me very nervous. Um, not to mention I had no exposure to fashion sense. I had um, braces, headgear, acne. And I was just very insecure. Um, and I moved out of my parents' house at a very young age and didn't really know where I was going, what I was doing. I just felt like at that time that it would mean freedom to me. And I was very wrong about that. I went on um, a soulmate search that would take me through dysfunction, um, lots of heartache, loss, confusion. And uh, it's a journey that I never hoped or imagined. And each guy I dated seemed further and further from what I needed or wanted in my life. And um, so my six year dating journey, it, thank God it led me to my husband now, but it was a truly broken road. And um, I just love sharing my story because I know that it can inspire a lot of women out there and um, let them know what's possible with God and your strong faith and with uh, affirmations and someone to guide you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people have those um, broken journeys and 
you know, some get on that journey of heartbreak and having such a hard time in dating that they don't believe that they're going to have love and and have that relationship. I guess I kind of want to know, like, in your mind, what did you say to yourself to get through those times? Um, I think that's something that a lot of people probably need some insight on because I, it's sometimes it's disappointing, you know, when you don't, yes. when it doesn't work out, like, how did you just keep going and keep believing? You know, it was kind of at first, like I said, it was a downward spiral and um, my low self-esteem and not knowing how to come out of that was the first struggle. But then on top of it, just not knowing how to pull myself into, a, you know, out of the dark side of dating and relationships up onto a positive level. Um, it was definitely a lot of prayer. And um, Jasmine, I love what you had said in your most recent podcast, um, you know, about what God wants for us. And that's what it really um, helped me to realize was when I was reading through the Bible and, and meditating, God wants us to have wonderful relationships. He made us to be relationship oriented with him, with other people in our life, um, with a soulmate. So the fact that I started believing that God wants this for me, if I ask him and have faith that he's going to bless my relationships and he is going to bring positivity about in my life and not in just one way, but in every way. And it kind of took me rebelling and leaving my parents' house at 17 and going through all those struggles, not knowing anything about fashion, feeling like I was, you know, in a world on, on my own. It took me to get to that point to seek God again. And I grew up in a Christian home, um, but I rebelled. It was my own doing and I forgot how much God loved me. So mm. I, once I found my faith again, it was then much easier to, to truly believe that I had a positive uh, future ahead of me. So I just started um, meditating on scripture, started um you know, affirming that God wants me to be happy. He made me beautiful the way I am. He wants the life that I want for myself. He wants me to have that. So those were the first affirmations that began my positive, um, my positive life, I would say. And from that point, I just kept practicing that meditating on that. And um, my life really turned around and it took a few years to really, for me to fully believe it. So I kind of, like you said, also, it's kind of like coaching yourself. Mm. Um, and I also love the idea when, when I was doing my affirmations in the beginning, I really just wrote them down and I was reading them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I love your idea of recording your own voice to kind of coach yourself. Yeah. And um, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. And I honestly, like you've said so many good things. I want to touch on a few things that you just said. I love the fact that your strength and um, success of relationships started with your core of getting back to your center with God. 
Absolutely. Love that because what I've noticed with a lot of people is they get into relationships with so many different people, but they haven't developed their relationship with God or even themselves. And you have basically opened up a can of worms and paved the way for so many people to understand that without figuring out their relationship with God and with themselves, having that success of a healthy relationship is almost limited if you don't make sure those things are intact. Yes, because that is truly your identity. You know, if you don't have that, I believe that you don't full, you can't fully love yourself because you cannot see yourself in the light that God sees you in. And the way he sees you is far better than you see yourself most of the time. So that is huge in knowing your worth. Absolutely. Yes. And knowing that God wants us to have this, right? Like, yes, I feel like in society, at least nowadays, there's sometimes such a push of, it's nothing wrong with being a single independent woman. You know what I mean? Like, right. Right. Make it seem like if you desire to be in a relationship or if you desire to be married, that something is wrong with you. Right. That's so true. And, you know, you, you can, you know, be a great person and have, have a nice life without a relationship, but you're meant to have that you're, you have an inborn longing for relationships and that, is fulfilled when you have a God-given relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I want to know too, like what made you start showing up for other people on social media? Because first of all, your brand is beautiful. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. It's just so just peaceful, calming, And it just makes me want to be in a happy relationship. Oh, thank you. Yes. Appreciate that. Um, that. Yeah. The reason that I feel like it's my job, but not in a bad way, it's a good job. Like I like having that on my shoulders. I feel like it's my job to um, inspire women because so many women give up. And I know that if I had not found my faith again, I would have been one of those statistics. And I don't want that for anyone. Um, I feel like women get discouraged. They lose hope um, after they have had a few bad relationships, a few bad seeds. They just don't love themselves enough to feel worthy. Um, And God intended them to have all of the things that they want, but it breaks my heart to, to see them not believe that. And I believe we're meant to love and be loved. And we need to know that we're capable of finding love and happiness in every area, not just the areas out in the public. So um, that love can be as beautiful as a fairy tale, actually even better. So it exists and it can be there for everyone, but it doesn't, it does not fall into your lap and you have to be intentional. And um, if you're successful in every other area of your life, you know, and then not your relationships. If you really think about it, a lot of times it's because you're not being intentional. A lot of times when it comes to a job, you're being told what to do. So it's it's not as much on your shoulders to take that step. But when it comes to your relationship, it really is all on you and the other person involved. So you really have to take that initiative and otherwise you're you're not going to move forward with it. And um, I just want to be there to encourage women that 
there is somebody that can help them with that. And that is God. And if they also need a, a, a second person to hold their hand, I'm there, you know, their friends and family are there, but you have to be vocal about your needs and um, for someone to be able to help you. And that's my passion is helping women fast forward to clarity and confidence and connection. And I love being able to share that in person and as well as on social media. Absolutely. And I, I love the fact that you bring out intentionality. And I think that that is going to make the biggest difference in our listeners lives as being intentional. Like, you don't just walk into a perfect relationship, you know, like it just, honestly, I don't think that it just happens that way. (laughs) That is true. You have to like, deprogram everything you might have thought a relationship should be like and like get your mindset into just a different space of openness and it's like relearning things that you know maybe you didn't get so you that's true intentional about it what do you think about that I do feel that way because we are definitely programmed to think that, you know, when it's the right person, you're just going to meet and everything's going to fall into place and it's going to be this wonderful, happy ending. But I mean, the attraction is sometimes what brings you two together, but that does not keep you there. And if the more you have that in your mind, the more you're going to be disappointed because I don't like to call relationships work. I like to call them effort. You have to put in the effort. You have to be intentional. You have to have a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And as long as that plan is aligned with God's will, it's going to work if you're intentional about it. But it's not going to be one of these walk in the parks that just, oh, I met and everything's perfect and our life's wonderful because it's a constant wake up every day and put it in your head that you are going to make this relationship wonderful and you're going to put in all that effort. You're going to commit yourself fully to attaining the relationship that you really desire. So definitely you hit the nail on the head with the reprogramming. That's so true. Wow. I love that. I love the fact that it's something we can change, right? Like whenever I heard you say that with intentionality, it means like we have that power. And I think sometimes whenever we see other people with like really good relationships, we're like, she's just lucky or he just got a good girl. But no, like- No, (laughs) it's it's effort on both parts. And that is what people see on the outside is that idealistic view, but- in reality, they're both 100% committed. And they're saying, I'm going to show up every day. And I'm going to give you my heart. And I'm going to give you not just my feelings, my emotions, but it is action. And a lot of times people get that um, misconstrued. And I did too, you know, even when I met my husband, it was one of those, everything's great, everything's wonderful. And then it's kind of like, okay, now what? And without that action, that consistency, you're not going to maintain that wonderful relationship. Even once you know that you've got it and you're like, this is great, but you can't maintain it by it just being great and you being two people that love each other. That's not enough. Mm Yes, yes, absolutely. So we're actually going to take a quick commercial break. And guys, whenever we come back, 
Christina is going to be telling us all about what it takes to have a healthy relationship. She's even going to share a couple things from her own story about what marriage has taught her, what her husband might even share with others, as well as what someone should do if they keep attracting. So we will be right back, guys. We are back with Christina Robertson, and I'm so, so excited to get to this next set. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think it's going to be such juicy information, and I think a lot of people are going to benefit from it. So first off, Christina, can you tell us, like, what does it take to have a healthy relationship? Well, first, I definitely want to say that our number one um, benefit to our relationship is understanding how we need and want to be loved. So that book, The Love Languages, that is huge. It has played a huge role in our relationship because for me, um, the biggest way I can be shown love is definitely spending time with me and Mm. words of affirmation. Words are so incredibly important to me. And so whenever I show love to someone, it's through words and it's with quality time with that person. And my husband, on the other hand, has a completely different love language. He actually has two different love languages that are opposite mine almost. Um, For him, he loves to show people love by buying gifts and also doing acts of service. So we definitely balance each other out well, but without discussing this and figuring out the way we show love best, we had a lot of disconnects in the beginning of our relationship because he would buy me really nice things. And of course I'm appreciative and I, I love that. I'm like, thank you so much, but it did not provoke the type of reaction that he was hoping for because for him, that's how he's saying, I love you. And I'm saying, Oh, thanks. And so he's not really feeling that I'm receiving his love in the deepest way possible. So that that was huge in, um, connecting us once we've realized how we show each other love. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's very important too. A lot of people um, who don't necessarily know what love languages are, it is a book by Gary Chapman and he kind of breaks down the five different love languages that most people um, have. And like you just mentioned, what you said is is that a lot of us have different love languages from the person that we're with. So it can make it much harder to communicate because it's like, I'm over here doing everything that I would love, but that person. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, they're just not oh. feeling that love. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I yeah. love that you broke that down and For those of you who are listening, you can go and um, check out those five love languages by grabbing that book. Or um, there's even a pin on Pinterest that kind of breaks down everything. And you can take a quiz online to see what your love language is as well as um, your partner so that that can help with effective communication. So thank you so much for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, And definitely another main thing in our relationship. And um, I think this is really key in any relationship um, is being consistent in Mm. your, your, the way you show show love. So um, 
don't start habits that you can't commit to, to doing. Like a lot of my friends and my family, they kind of chuckle and they, they kind of make fun of me because, um, right from the beginning, um, I had to do a big switch in my daytime schedule when I met my husband, because in his job, he works from 6am to 2pm. And at the time in cosmetology, I was, I was working from 1pm until 9pm. So we kind of missed each other with scheduling. And um, so we didn't have a lot of time together. So I would say, I would just get up with him in the morning. And um, as a newlywed, I was like, okay, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to do this forever. I would get get up with him at 4.30 in the morning, and I would make him coffee and make him breakfast. Mm-hmm. So everyone would just laugh at me and say, what are you doing? You're not going to do that for long. And you know what? I still do it to this day. We have been together for 14 years and married for 12, and I still make his coffee and breakfast in the morning. <laughs> oh, my God. That is, first of all, that's so sweet. <laughs> and Thank I'll, you. Commit it because it is hard, like, when people are just getting into something and it's new and it's fresh and it's so easy just to, like, you know, do it because all the love is there. But then when you start mixing in life and kids and businesses, it gets difficult. So I commend you. <laughs> well, thank you. And, you know, I, I have to stick to what I ch- have chosen to do. And it's not always easy. I get tired, too. And I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, why do I do this? But you know what it is about? It goes back to being intentional and making the decision, even when you don't always feel like it. So if you're going to start habits within your relationship, that obviously you started the habit for a reason. So it definitely shows like, hey, I love this person. I want to show them that I love them and this is how I'm going to do it. So if you are consistent, that shows them, hey, you know what? I still love you the same way I loved you in the beginning. And so it's important not to start habits that you can't keep up with or you don't feel like you want to keep up with because then over time they're going to feel like, you know, she used to do this for me. She doesn't anymore. What's going on? So that is one thing I've committed to is the things that I do to show I love him. And, um, you know, also that's something that's not really in my love language. It's more of an act of service. And that is something that he loves, not necessarily a way that I feel love. So it's stepping out of that little box that says, this is how love is shown. And it's saying, this is how he wants love to be shown. And that's what I do to show him that. And I've been consistent with that. So consistency is um, huge in, in our relationship. Yes, and a lot of these principles that you're sharing are things that I think people can use in every area of their life, and that's that intentionality, the consistency. So if you are applying those principles, you know, in other areas, if you just tap into that in your relationships, I really think that people can have a good, strong, solid relationship for years to come, but you have to make sure you have that foundation and those principles intact. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. One thing I love that you said about having a healthy relationship from our conversation is Mm -hmm. knowing that you're on the same team. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that and how people can apply that principle as well? 
Absolutely. So a lot of times I feel like when, you know, couples are fighting, you forget that you are one, you're, you're working toward, you're either one already if you're married or you're working towards becoming one. And the worst thing you can do to a relationship is be divided. So when it comes down to um, fighting, arguing, you know, and getting into it, you just want to stop sometimes. And if you can do it, you stop and give the other person a hug. Like that sounds ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But actually, one of my girlfriends, Jillian, she told me that and she's, she's so right. You know, it's like, just stop, remind yourself, remind the other person that you love them. And you're supposed to be joining as one. And you want that common goal. That's, that's the ultimate idea of the relationship is to be one, have a common goal, have a common love and love one another, you know, as you love yourself and as you love God, you're supposed to love and not be divided. Now that doesn't mean you have to have the same opinions on everything, Mm -hmm. but when it goes to fighting, it just should have a redirect and remember that, hey, you you may go about things differently than I would, but we're, we're if we have the same goal, we shouldn't be fighting. So that's a huge help as well, just to remember that you are, are a team. You're working together, maybe not in the same way, but you shouldn't be fighting about it. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. And I know that you've dealt with this forever, but I'm finding that with my own boyfriend, we are two totally different people in terms of our background, where we come from, and we have a lot of differences. Our core values are the exact same, right? That's that's so important, and that is the biggest factor for yes. sure. <laughs> <laughs> and even with having those core values um, being in place, sometimes those differences come up, and it's like, I mean, it's so crazy to see it, but... For example, like whenever he's looking up something, um, if we're going to stay on a vacation or whatever, like I just pick the first thing I see because I'm one of those people like, okay, done. Like a decision is made. Him? I understand. No, he takes, oh my gosh, he might can hear me, but (laughs) he, (laughs) he takes forever to make a decision and First of all, it just it made me become more patient because now I understand why he's like that because he wants to make the best choice. You know, yes, first, he wants it to be perfect yes, for you guys. <laughs> yes, and I I love it, but I hate it because I'm like, come on, like we need to make a decision. But just knowing that difference and understanding him more has made it easier and now I don't find myself getting as frustrated and I'm starting to to get it like oh my gosh he really cares and loves me so much that he wants to take his time and do it right yes that is huge realizing that and we have a similar situation in our relationship (laughs) as well so I know how you feel Mm -hmm. and that is exactly it you know and um, I, I now appreciate the things that I maybe didn't in the beginning because I know where they're coming from. I know where his heart is at. So that is very, very funny that you have the same situation. So I get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so that also ties in with the next point I want to make, um, is just communication, which is an obvious one, but sometimes we don't always commit 
or communicate everything that we need to communicate. Sometimes we assume communication is just keeping the lines of our talk open. And it goes deeper than that because I think we also need to talk often about our goals, our expectations, our concerns, um, all of those things, because a lot of times we just talk about our day. We talk about what we're planning for the weekend. We talk about our kids or, you know, what we have going on in the next month. And we forget that a lot of times our goals change over time when you've been with someone a long time and you forget to reassess that. And so sometimes there's a little bit of a divide when you don't reassess what what you're feeling. And you may have had goals in the past that have changed and evolved. And you want to keep your partner in the loop because that's sometimes what the divide is. You know, they're moving in one way and you're moving in another. And you've changed a little bit of your goals. So that's a really um, important thing to just talk about. If there's anything concerning in a relationship, like, hey, you know, you haven't been as open or you haven't um, been as present in our relationship. Like those are concerns, you know, instead of just saying, uh, I, I'm just going to let that slide. No, you got to address it. And a lot of people just push it aside because they don't want confrontation. But in the long run, it's actually going to gain, it'll help you gain clarity in your relationship. Wow. I love that because to be honest with you, like, I feel like I change every six months. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yes. And then when you're with like someone else and you change and evolved and then they're changing and evolving, that's a lot of pressure. And if you don't know how to handle it and the way that you're talking about through communicating and letting them know, it leads to so much tension and friction that you can ruin a purpose, perfectly good relationship. That's so true. And um, that has been one thing that we've started doing regularly. It's almost like a little family meeting, you know, <laughs> and uh, I just say, hey, you know, I wanted to check in with you and just see what are your goals for this year in your career, for us, um, for the kids, for our future. And we kind of do that. Um, yeah, usually about twice a year. So we're right on target for that. If you know, our our goals and our dreams change a little bit throughout that year. And I'm a, definitely a multi-passionate person. I, I love, um, I love the beauty industry. I obviously love coaching women. I love so many different things. And so at any given time, I may have three different directions I'm going in. So I have to keep him in the loop. Otherwise he's going to get really confused. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh my gosh. I think that's so important. And super helpful, you know, and like you said, with, with the person being multi-passionate, because I am too, it's like, it probably would drive the other person crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> updated, because they're like, what are you doing now? Yes. <laughs> so it kind of gives them a little, you know, a little peek into our brain when we're like, hey, this is what I'm actually thinking. And that's why I've done this. And that's why I'm heading in this direction right now. So it gives them a little bit of clarity on that topic. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And would you please tell us about, um, in keeping that healthy relationship, how your faith and prayer and reflection is within that as well? Definitely. Um, I always, I'm the type that definitely needs to always 
refocus because I lose my focus very quickly because I am multi-passionate and because I have a lot going on in my life always. And um, I, I am very busy, but I'm not complaining about that because I love my life and I love having a lot to do. I like um, being out and about. I love spending time with my family and I have a lot of projects. So that being said, a lot of times I forget to focus on the most important things because I'm focused on so many things. So I, I definitely need a lot of, a lot more prayer um, with each growing year because each year I do get busier. I take on more things and also with more success comes um, more time invested. And I definitely need prayer to redirect and uh, thank God for everything that he has done in my life. And also we sometimes we forget to ask what his plans for our life are. <laughs> so um, that's huge also because I'll, I'll find myself just going on a direction and asking God to bless me in the path I've chosen when sometimes he's asking me to back up and, hey, I have this plan for you. Like, good job, but hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And so whenever I get stuck, I'm like, you know what? I didn't ask God about this. I didn't pray about it. I need to reflect and see if this is my plan or this is his plan. So that's huge as well. And every time I redirect and pray about that, um, then I know I'm on the right path. And then everything starts turning up the way it's supposed to. Right. Oh, my gosh. That's so important. And also, I do want our listeners to understand that there is rest in following God's plans. Like we can so easily get drifted. I mean, I think we're all guilty of that at some point, but knowing that like God's divine plan is, I think a hundred times better than anything we could come up with, you know, and agreed. Yes. That you said that. And did you find that like whenever you got with your husband, did you find that he was like a whole lot better than like what you prayed for? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I feel that, you know, sometimes our dreams are too small, you know, and God says, no, they can be bigger, like dream bigger and I'll bless it, you know, just follow my path. So that definitely does happen way more than I'd like to admit where I'm just like, Oh, this is what I want. Please bless it. And God's like, no, I got, I have bigger plans for you. That's too small. So that's been super, super helpful to just reflect back on those moments and, and keep reminding myself that, Hey, if it's not going well, it's not God's plan. So that's been huge. Yes. So would you tell everyone what has your own experience like, with your marriage taught you the most? Absolutely. So in in my marriage, I've always just said, oh, you know, I just want it to stay good. I want it to, I want it to be good, be healthy, be positive. But the thing is, I've some at some points it's it hasn't been growing. And the thing is, I feel like if, if your relationship is not growing, then it's dying. And um, what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people use the, um, you know, the comparison of plants, but I'm going to go there too. So, <laughs> let's, so let's say you're watering that plant. You know, if it's healthy, it's going to keep on growing. Like, so if I have a plant that's supposed to get however high and 
it's just existing and it's not growing, I know that the next thing that's going to happen is it's probably going to die. It might take a while, but if it's not growing, it's, it's dying. And so I feel like we always need to continuously dig deeper um, and, and pursue growth in our relationships. So ask more, pray more, be involved more, love more, you know, and it's not really, um, it's not really about working harder. It's about, you know, working smarter and doing things that are productive for your relationship instead of just kind of coasting by. Because I, I do hear a lot of people when they say about their relationships, they're like, yeah, I just, I just want it to stay well. I want it to be good. I don't want to, you know, end up in divorce, but they're not really trying to grow their relationship. So I feel like that's the biggest thing I've learned is that it needs to continuously grow, not just remain the same. Absolutely. And I do want to touch on that because with growth, you're thinking about personal development. Is there any personal development that you feel like a person should be doing as a single to bring like into their marriage? Or what would you, I guess, recommend for for that person to develop the, those growth patterns? Well, first, I would definitely see if they are happy with themselves, who they are, do they truly feel like they're, they're worthy of love? Because if you don't feel like you're worthy, you're not going to pursue it or you're not going to pursue the right type of love. Um, so that is huge. I feel like, um, definitely. So self-talk is huge. If you are not doing positive affirmations, you need to start because if you're not telling yourself that you're worthy and that you are valuable, then you're going to seek out people that don't find you as as valuable as you are. They're not going to treasure you. They might date you, but it's, it's going to end there. Mm, Wow. That is so true. And I think that so many people who are confused about the relationships are like, you know, why didn't it work? What was this? What was that? I truly believe that the success of our relationships rely or reside within us as an individual. And it's not always about the other person. So true. And definitely, um, you know, so many people do feel that finding the right person is going to bring them happiness and finding the right person is going to make their life whole. And the truth is, if you are not a whole person and if they are not a whole person, it's not going to equal up to a whole person. So you can't bring a 50% and 50% and have it equal a hundred percent. So you definitely have to know yourself. You have to feel confident in yourself. You have to um, know your purpose and know why you want a mate. And the reason you should want somebody is to join in your life with you, be a part of your life and not to fill in the blanks for the things that are missing in your own personal life. Absolutely. And knowing that a person cannot fill a void. So if you already have a void in your life and there's something that's out of place, I think that it's really important just to add on to what you were saying is for them to get that fixed beforehand. (laughs) Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a person can definitely enhance your life. Like I, I know for me, that's my experience. Like, you know, um, with my boyfriend now, like, I feel like 
I have a good life, but he yeah. just helps me kick it up a notch. And he just like gives me that extra push and boost. And I do the same for him, you know, but we already had good lives before we came into each other's lives. Right. And then when you two form a union, then you're, then you're, you know, upping your life, you're leveling up from good to great, mm -hmm. but it takes two whole people to do that. Yes, 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 yes. I definitely agree. And I actually kind of want to get into sharing your husband's perspective because I have a lot of male listeners. I'm so thankful sure. for them. They are so sweet. <laughs> they always send awesome, me awesome. nice yes. little direct messages and things like that. But I guess like what would your husband potentially say like are some healthy things that they can do to make you know, their relationships better from like the male point of view. Sure. Absolutely. Um, definitely back to the love languages with Gary Chapman. Mm -hmm. um, find out how the person that you're with likes to receive love because I do, um, I talk to a lot of my guy friends and stuff and they ask this question so many times. They're like, you know, I've done this for my girlfriend. I've done this. I've done that. And I just don't feel like she appreciates me. And mm. I, you know, to that, I reply, well, is it the way that she wants to receive love? So, um, and I feel like for a man, especially respect is huge as well. Mm -hmm. Um, not that women don't need respect or want it, but for a man, um, respect is huge. So if they're pouring their energy and effort into trying to make a woman feel happy and fulfilled and she's, you know, not really giving them the gratitude that or the respect that they men love to be loved and respected um, and women also love to be respected, but it's more it's predominantly for a man that's so important. And, um, and if a, if a man does not know exactly how a woman needs to receive love, then sometimes he feels that he's not being respected because of her level of gratitude or how she, um, expresses that to him. Mm, absolutely. And I also find that to be a biblical, uh, perspective too because like in Ephesians 5 like that's like the place where I kind of go to understand relationships and understand like what I should be working on in becoming you know a wife and in accepting a husband and that that respect barrier is always going to be there I guess maybe it's just like more so a masculine trait and I think whenever you have in your mind as a woman sometimes that um, strong independent woman mentality it's like it's kind of hard to learn how to like respect a man the way they want to be respected and like you were saying that love language and understanding that I think can break through those barriers right so true um, and then another thing that has been huge in our relationship in, um, in just like making it, I guess, feel like just definitely feeling like there's a sensitivity there, um, from him to me and from me to him is knowing that when you do have an argument and fight a little bit that 
um, it's not about whether it's right or wrong. Like there is no right or wrong. We've kind of eliminated that. Even if there really is, we've told each other there, it's not about that. It's about how the other person feels. So if there's something that my husband's doing that makes me feel a certain way and it's a negative way, you know, and I ask him to stop, I don't want him to try and defend it and, um, and say vice versa. And that has been huge because I'll stop doing whatever it is that bothers him because it bothers him, not because I'm doing something wrong. And it's when you realize that it's not about that, it's about the other person's feelings. Um, he would probably tell you that that's the, probably the number one thing that has helped our relationship is just, you know, agreeing to disagree some of the time. And then also always taking that to the next level and saying, Hey, it's about your feelings. And if it hurts your feelings, I'm not going to do it. If it makes you happy, I am going to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, that's been huge. Wow. And I love that about not worrying about right or wrong. I think that can help um, relationships with a, a partner and then even with family, like to stop making things black and white because it's not always black and white. Like there's going to be that gray in the middle and you want to create peace within all of your relationships. But when you have like, I guess like you're pointing the finger and you're like, you're wrong. I'm right. That doesn't give room for love to flow. It doesn't. It it creates a divide Mm -hmm. in your relationship. Yes. And you can't have a healthy relationship when there is division. So true. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would say for another thing that my husband would say, uh, because I oftentimes I'm, you know, like we talked about earlier, I am independent and um, (laughs) goal oriented, as you've said about Mm -hmm. yourself as well. And um, as far as just asking like that's something that he will do he'll say do you need help with anything that has been huge because I'm not going to tell him I'm going to say to myself I can do this myself and I've got this covered and that's kind of how I think and then all of a sudden I'm overwhelmed and I've got so much going on so for him um, in in to maintain a healthy relationship for us he asked me can I do something for you? Do you need help? You know, what will you let me do for you? And that has been awesome because I'm, I may not tell him, Hey, could you get the kids ready for bed? I'm just going to do my thing, you know? And now he asks and I'm like, Hey, yeah, that'd be awesome. And I I've learned to accept help. So he's been there to offer help and I've been there to accept it. And that took a while for us to get the hang of because we're both kind of independent. Like we got this, you know, and, and now we, it's a mutual thing, you know, and, and that goes back to the whole team idea where we're on the same side We're we have a common goal and we're going to help each other. And it doesn't mean there's a sign of weakness when you ask for help. Absolutely. I think that it just makes you a better team when you can help each other out and you can balance those strengths and weaknesses. Like 
seriously, I know for me, like, I'm not good with, like, cars at all. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> not a thing, but, like, my boyfriend is so knowledgeable, knowledgeable about them, and he has helped me to learn different things, and he's helped me, like, to create, like, a whole nother business because that's his strength versus, like, I'm really good with, like, you know, the stock market and all those things, and, like, I've been helping him build his portfolio so when you work together balancing those strengths and I don't want to say weaknesses but I'll say grows things we want to yeah. grow in it really helps make I think it makes your relationship like you know have that that synergy of like balance you know right it almost makes it like a more well-rounded relationship like we always hear about being a well-rounded person but when you have two people that are working together it makes your relationship much more well-rounded yes and I think it's also fun too because it's like you're inviting that person into your own world yes Mm -hmm. yes so I wanted to basically end the show with this question that I think everybody has been like wanting to know (laughs) (laughs) what should someone do if they keep attracting the wrong relationships Uh, that is a great question and I feel like the first thing that needs to be determined is what is the recurring trait in the other person that they are unintentionally seeking out because you know, we are actually all magnets. So what we are projecting is what we're attracting. So we have to see like, what do we keep attracting? What's the the common denominator here? And um, a lot of times it can be done by journaling um, because I do all of my self-reflection by journaling. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of reflect back on recurring toxic habits that make your relationship negative. So it's like, what is the thing that is going on that's making all of your relationships negative? And once that is identified, it points us in the mirror. It kind of helps us to pinpoint the reason that we continually repeat like this negative dating history. And um, sometimes we need help with that. You need, you know, a friend to point it out or a coach to point it out, but sometimes you can actually figure it out yourself. Like if you're like, okay, well, I'm finding people that devalue me or talk down to me or um, cheat on me. And when you keep um, attracting those people, a lot of times it's because we don't have the value that, or we don't feel the value that we have. So that's sometimes, um, the cause of, of that history is we keep attracting people that also don't feel like we're valuable and because we don't value ourselves. So that is one way that you can kind of reflect on your own personal growth and where you need to grow and um, what areas you need to find some strength in. And mm. sometimes in my relationships, I can, I, I've had a lot of different bad toxic relationships and for me, I had multiple things that were going on. So it wasn't just one thing. It was like, I had the person that was lying to me and cheating, you know, on me. I had the person that devalued me. I had the person that kind of just wasn't present and was doing their own thing and really just, you know, didn't pay much attention to my needs. Um, And then I had um, actually a person that I dated that was um, on the rebound that was 
extremely attentive to me. And, you know, it's like kind of whatever you've been through, you're looking for the opposite or you keep doing the same thing, you know? So it's kind of like, this is, this is why I had this problem and I either need to stop it in its tracks or it's going to repeat itself. So once I finally had a taste of what a good relationship was like, it was like, oh my gosh, like it totally also pointed to the mirror, like, okay, you get it now. You are finally starting to see some of your worth and value. So definitely um, to make a really long, (laughs) drawn out um, reflection short, determine what that recurring trait is. And if you have multiple ones, um, work on those issues in yourself so that you don't keep repeating that. Absolutely. I think all of that will be so helpful to people because sometimes they don't even realize that they have a recurring trait. Like they're not aware of it. So becoming aware of that, I think is like the first step, you know, to healing and being able to start attracting something better. And I'm so glad you brought that up about attraction because what's on the inside will reflect on the outside. Exactly. And, uh, you know, back to the journaling, that's one way that, um, that you can do it. But I feel like with the journaling, you can also look back and see how far you've come when you're working on a specific issue that you have dealt with. You can kind of say, oh, wow, when I journaled about that three years ago, I was at this place. Now I'm feeling like this. And you can see your progression once you start making a conscious effort to work on those areas of healing in your own life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Christina, I wanted to give you the opportunity to also share, please share with our listeners how they can keep up with you, um, stay in contact with you, uh, tell us about your podcast, your programs, whatever it is, because I really think that people need to be working with you to heal their relationships and just really enjoy them. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, Well, on Instagram, you can follow me at the coach Christina. And that is also my Facebook at the coach Christina and my page is called Christina Robertson. And as far as um, my website, that is www.thecoachchristina.com. And um, yeah, I would love, I'd love the opportunity to share my knowledge that I've learned. And every day, every month, every year, I continue to learn within my marriage, as well as just my friendships, all my relationships. And I feel like it's in my heart to share everything I've learned and everything that I'm going through with my audience um, so that they can you know, fast forward through any more heartache, or sometimes they just need a hand to hold and walk them through a tough time, or also to celebrate when they do have success in their relationships. And I would love the opportunity to be that person. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for joining us. And for those of you who are listening, I will make sure that all of her information is in the show notes so that you can stay in contact with her and maybe even join in on some of the great programs that she has available to help you with your relationships.